Dueling Genre Productions presents... Oh my God, do you see that? When a freak accident strikes McKinney City, ordinary citizens are given amazing abilities. I can move things with my mind. Oh my God, I'm flying. I can fly. I can teleport and I can fly. Super senses. What, like Daredevil? We are just playing fast and loose with this whole science thing today, aren't we? Now, there are villains. Billy, when you have an arch nemesis, do you just kill them immediately? No. You tie the ropes just loose enough so that they can keep escaping. That way, when you finally do win the day, you can sleep well knowing that you rose to the challenge. Your brain works differently than other people's, doesn't it? And heroes. Leah Markowitz, Gwendolyn Allen, Jeffrey Gibson, Lindy Gibson, Simon Holt, Splendid, you're all here. I'm going to make you all into superheroes. Screw it. Let's go save the day. The Powerful. After I drain everyone here, McKinney City will be mine. I'm going to show this whole city what real passion truly is. And the underdogs. You're all imagining me as a singing, dancing chipmunk right now, aren't you? The people in that store need help, and we can help them in a way no one else can. We have great power, which means they're our responsibility. I mean, Jesus, what's the point of having five freaking Spider-Man movies if we can't even learn to do that? Geek by Night, an original podcast series about five friends running a comic book store with superpowers. You're really going to keep running a comic book shop while trying to be superheroes? It might not always be easy, but I think the world could use a few more underdogs. Available at DuelingGenre.com and podcast apps everywhere. Maguire run for his money. <laughs> You'll say that on the podcast? <laughs> I can, it'd be hilarious. <laughs> Dueling genre. We solemnly swear we're up to no good. Welcome back, everybody, to Harry Potter and the Chamber of Minutes, the fan podcast where we overanalyze the Harry Potter movies one magical minute at a time. <gasps> I'm Gary Roby. I'm Victoria Cope. You had to think about it. I know. Maybe a little bit. <laughs> Just a little bit. Today we're talking about minute four. Minute four starts with the doorbell and it ends with a weepy house elf. Weepy's being uh, <laughs> we'll talk about on, it. On, on, uh, that's a I don't know if that's quite accurate. Let's <laughs> be nice about Weepy, it. Weepy, Weepy is an understatement. There you go. This is a sobbing. <laughs> he's like bawling. Oh, he's oh god. We'll talk about him. Um, before okay, I mean okay. We meet Dobby today. Yes, Dobby. I have other notes, but like, let's just go full force, like. We're talking about Dobby today. Uh, Dobby minute. Uh, this is the Dobby minute. This is, I mean, yes. What What else can you say? We don't get a lot of Dobby in the movies as opposed to, like, Dobby in the Like, Dobby shows right. up a lot in the later books. Mm-hmm. But we don't get Dobby again until Deathly Hallows? Yeah. I mean, we get him at the end of the movie. I mean, yeah, in this one. Well, this one. But, like, after this movie, yeah. I think it's Deathly Hallows. Mm-hmm. 
And we don't get a single other house elf. No, no. Which is surprising. Wait, don't, we don't even... We get Creature. Oh, that's true. We do get Creature. We don't get Winky. But no Winky. I mean... <laughs> Winky the an drunken alcoholic house elf. Yeah, house elf is probably not good for these kids' movies. Right. Um, they don't want to... Because uh, she was definitely, was definitely comedic. If you were going to do that character, it would definitely... You would have to lean on the comedy side. Yeah. Where, like, the mo- the book is... I mean, it's tragic in the books. Yeah, it's, it's more like you're drinking to drown your sorrows type of thing as opposed to, like, oh, let's look at this little elf, like, like hiccuping yeah. the, like, through with the little bubbles. You would need to do it, uh-huh. You, know? you would need to do it, like, like, like drunk Dumbo. Yeah, exactly, exactly. <laughs> Pink elephants on parade. Uh-huh, uh-huh. Um... So, so we hear a doorbell and Harry's coming up the staircase already and he opens the door and, and yesterday you mentioned, uh, we were pointing out the, uh, the, the Dudley photos, um, this minute, the very, very beginning of this minute, like before Harry comes into his bedroom in the hallway on the wall outside of Harry's door, like facing his door, facing his door is a portrait of Dudley, but it looks like it's like drawn in like, like, um, like pen yeah maybe it definitely looks like someone sketched dudley is yeah it's definitely not a photograph no definitely not i i said it looks like uh when you go to those photo booths they used to have an option where you could have your photo look like it was hand drawn yeah um, it kind of looks like that i think i think that that my phone when when phone cameras for selfies used to like first started having different filters. Um, one of the filters was like, make yourself look like you were drawn. I think that like laptop webcams do that too. Like, like webcams on computers when that first became a thing, uh, had a bunch of different like filter options. And one Um, of them is to make And one of them is like, yeah, looking like a, like a, like a photograph. Right. I feel like I might have pictures of myself on my laptop of me like that. I have a picture of myself from one of those photo booths that's drawn. Nice. It's interesting. No, it's not nice. <laughs> <laughs> they're, it's they're, they're a little freaky. They're cringy. They are a little They are a little. Mine freaky. is definitely cringy. But it's like, yeah. I, that's what it makes me think of we, So we definitely hear Dobby before we see him. Well, we hear this sound. We hear him. Is he? Laughing? Oh, that's a weird laugh. Because we come in and we see him and it looks like he's... It doesn't look like he's doing No, he definitely is. is he, he's, he's jumping up and down on Harry Potter's bed. Like having fun. Like... Like, like a little kid. <laughs> like he, How like, old do you think is, is Dobby? Like we don't know how long house elves live. Right. And and, and in which case, like as opposed to but I think how old they like, are, like what is he? I think he's like an older a- adolescent. Okay. Like, I think that, like, he's the equivalent of, like, an early 20-something. Okay. Be- because because he's definitely not, like, a child. He definitely carries himself like he's older than Harry. He's not, he's like, Creature, where Creature's, Harry. like, yeah, super he's not, old. Uh-huh, uh-huh, exactly. But I don't know if there's an answer to how old Dobby is. <laughs> Maybe he's never jumped on a bed before. Why would he choose now and and Harry Potter's to to do so now? Or maybe it's just a guilty pleasure that he has when no one's home is that he likes to jump on beds. He jumps on Draco's bed. In the book, um, Dobby mentions that he remembers what it was like when he who must not be named was at the height of his powers. 
Right. I remember him saying that. So he would have to be, you know, a teenager then, presumably. Like, okay. I don't think that if he was a child then, it would mean, like, I don't know how, what the impression of that would be. Like, what the difference of that. Like, I would imagine he lived through the fall of Voldemort. And not in the way that, like, oh, Harry lived through the fall of Voldemort. Like, I think he's definitely older than Yeah, where than he Harry. was, like, too young. Yeah. Yeah, uh-huh. for sure. So I would say we have to say that he's at least, if he's a, if he's even, like, as young as a teenager then, that would put him maybe upper 20s. Okay. But I, I definitely feel that he, he feels very adolescent as compared to Creature. Yes. But we don't have a lot else to go on. Mm-hmm. He looks old when you, when we look at him, though. But He's I think that's just wrinkled. how else. I just feel like that's how else. Do you work. think? Okay, can can we? House elves exist. Mm-hmm. Are they? Are they descendant of like elves? Like like the fae? Like is there something more magical? Like more magical, but like more fairy tale going on here? Are there other types of elves? Or are these elves? Like, this is what an elf is in this world. That would be awful, because in almost every other fantasy, elves are definitely highly highly regarded. uh Uh-huh. Oh my, the Hollow Mighty have fallen. I mean, this feels... (laughs) I would... He's more, like, imp-like. Yes. uh, Yes, because he's small, because they're small. And... This is an elf in the way that, like... Ish. This is an elf. Yeah, I mean, even, like, Santa's elves are, like, adorable, like, Cute child, little like, ch- cherub. Yes. Cherub-like. Wait, uh-huh. He doesn't fit the bill. Do you think this is a sign of their enslavement? How long have Ooh. elves been subservient to humans? Or to wizards? Ooh. That's awful. <laughs> That's an awful thought. <laughs> Something happened. I mean, in the elves history. are powerful. Yeah, and he, and you know what? And they do show within the course of, uh, especially in the books, that Dobby has a lot of power. He does. <laughs> and scaringly enough, like more that that he could have been more of a help. Mm-hmm. And we instead talked about of this a little bit on a Quibbler episode, but yeah. like Dobby, Dobby's magic far surpasses a wizard's magic. Yeah, it's kind of it's kind of crazy. Uh, they can operate in and out of places that are magically. Protected. Mm-hmm. He can do magic without a wand. He doesn't even have to speak a spell. Or without even saying anything. He literally, yeah. like, he snaps his fingers and something happens. Like, it's... We'll get it's to that. more bound to his being than than channeled through... It doesn't have to be channeled through a wand. Which I think is really interesting. So, so... We meet Dobby. Dobby is Harry Potter's first completely CGI creature. Yep. That's, no, that's not true. Well, no. Um, Fluffy. And, the, well, okay, well, the troll, they built a leg. They, they did. Well, they built a, yeah, you know, when, um, when the troll's knocked out and Harry, like, wipes his thing, like, that's a fake troll that they built that's just laying on the ground. Like, they, they did build the troll. I don't know. I'm pretty sure Fluffy was entirely CGI. Uh, no, they built his paw. Like, they, they pushed the paw. paw across. Like, this is the first thing that is just, like, 100%, this is a tennis ball that, that Dan Radcliffe is, is acting against. Yeah. Um, jumping on the bed. Yeah. Have a good time. I think it's so funny. That you, okay, let's talk about the fact that, that Dobby is jumping on the bed. And, and, and having fun? 
I don't... I mean... Dobby can't do this at home. I mean... We don't even have to talk about, like, who he belongs to yet. Like, he can't do this at the house that he, like, serves. Even if no one's home. He'd punish himself. We'll talk about that later. But, like, I think he would punish himself for it if he did it. Whereas he Why choose he... now in Harry's to do so? Um, was Has he always been curious? I don't know how long he's been waiting has for he Harry know, to How upstairs. does he even know that jumping on the bed is a thing? Watching Draco yeah. do it? Do you think that Draco jumped up and down in his bed? Kids jump on the bed. Even bad little kids, if you want to call him a bad kid. Do you think Lucius or Narcissa would stand for that i feel like i feel like Malfoy's every kid house, has gotten yelled feel, at malfoy on the bed. malfoy is a bad cameron fry his parents are like really wealthy his house is like a museum and you can't touch anything like i imagine that like that's a no-no like he probably did it once and it was like you can't like you're better behaved than this type of thing mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. yeah i i think it's it's a you should know better kind of deal for I, I just, I don't know. I can't imagine, like, a whimsical child, Draco Malfoy. Aw. That's, that's a little sad. Eh, maybe a little bit. So, um, this, uh, the actor that is the voice of Dobby is Toby Jones. Um, I think if I pulled up his picture on IMDb, you'd like, oh, I recognize that guy. I think, yes, I think you, you did show me, and I was just like, yeah, I totally know that guy. Yeah, I did talk about it, um, a little bit off mic with you but uh i wrote down a couple notes of like things that he's played that i recognize him from he was in an episode of sherlock uh-huh. um he's in both the captain Am- he's both in captain america winter soldier and in civil war yeah as arnim zola he's Ar- yeah uh-huh. he's Arnim Zola. Uh-huh. Sure. and then he was in an episode of doctor who he played the dream lord i remember that in mm-hmm. doctor who during matt smith's reign and then uh he was also in that movie finding neverland oh i never saw that he was smee Mr. Smee. Shmee? Smee. Is there an H in there? It's Smee. There's like no like from like from like Peter Pan. Yeah. Is it Shmee? Shmee. Doesn't he say Shmee? Shmee. I think I think the the cast credit name is Smee, so that's what I wrote. Smee. Um Chris Columbus was like really worried. Like he, I mean we talked about this a lot last season. He doesn't want to do CGI stuff if he doesn't have to. Yeah. Really worried that kids weren't going to connect with this character. And so he leaned really heavy on, like, the comedy side of Dobby. Because he wanted to make sure that, like, audiences were going to enjoy this character. I think that's also part of the reason why we start with him jumping on the bed. Yeah, just to give him already, like, a silliness. Yeah. Oh, like, he's playful. Like, look at him, he's jumping on the bed, having a good old time, all by himself. Yeah! Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's such a funny sound that he makes. It almost reminds me of like like the Jar Jar Binks. <laughs> oh. When I made that sound, it made me think of giggle water. <laughs> <laughs> which which who doesn't want to drink giggle water? I know, Jeez. I would love to I think that would be f- so much fun. So so I love so Harry comes in the door and, and Dobby's like, It's a it's a pleasure to meet you and he like bows to Harry. Because he is very subservient. Oh, exactly. Yep. I wonder if it's weird for him to be standing on the bed looking at Harry like they're almost at eye level. Right. It's an interesting, like, you know, Harry asks him at the end of the minute to sit. It's a really dramatic response because he's being 
referred to as an equal. We'll talk about it tomorrow, but like or later. But but this is almost in a in a similar vein. Like they're talking to each other's like equals already. Yeah, eye to eye. And Harry doesn't say what are you. No, he says who are you. He mm-hmm. definitely like this is a conscious like okay like Dobby is a sentient creature. This isn't like a like a beast on his bed. No, but this even though like even though house elves and goblins, which always bothers me, that they're considered beasts and not a race. Yeah, but that's exactly I mean, well, I, I it that's hard. Like like they're a different species. So like what what does race like they're not. They're humanoid. Right. But you wouldn't call a Neanderthal another human race. Like, they're a different creature. They're a different thing. But yeah, beast is demeaning. Yeah, I think it's going too far. So I don't know where to find the balance there, you know? Hmm. Creature also feels like... The fact that his name is Creature, God, we'll talk about that. It's awful. Pretty awful. Yeah. Dobby at least has a name. Dobby the house elf. Who gave him that name? I don't know how... We don't know how old he is how, are, how long how he's are, been in the Malfoy family. Yeah, how are house elves named? If they're so looked down on as it seems, I would feel like... born... Like, house elves baby are house slaves. Elves? Are they like... Are they like bred together to have like children house elves Maybe. to be passed down to... Dis- like, it's... It's horrible. It's all icky. Are there like free house elves? Like, there are they called house elves if they're not enslaved? Right. Is Dobby still a house elf after he's free, or is he just an? an is he just elf? an elf? Like he chooses to work at Hogwarts. Maybe he's a for type pay. of elf. Now they have mountain trolls Are there and these type of trolls. Then is there like this is a house elf, this is a forest elf, and this Do is a Do they look elf. different? Yeah, that's what I, I don't know. Like Well the trolls all look different from each other. Because they because they're, they're from but see like that's you know, if we're talking about the evolution of species if house elves look different than wild elves then they have been enslaved by wizards long enough that they have literally physically degraded over time. Which is... Which is... Cr- I mean, they're, so, it's like, like domesticated so in the way that, like, like dogs are. Yeah. But that takes a lot of work yeah. and time. Mm-hmm. And... And it it happens. It can happen rapidly. Artificial se- artificial selection can happen at a rapid pace in pets and creatures that have short lifespans. Yeah. But if a house elf lives like a human generation, if or if they longer, or right, yeah, even longer, creature is old, like really old. I think creatures outlived all the blacks. Yeah. So. I think that that artificial selection process would take a lot longer. Mm-hmm. We were talking about this on off mic, but like human beings, uh, homo sapiens sapiens, if we're getting real technical with it, have been about the same for 200,000 years. But, you know, we create, we have tools that allow us to adapt to our situation. So like, we don't need to genetically evolve in that way, but I don't know what that would be like for like, you know, like human sla- people kept human slaves for many generations and they weren't physically any different than 
no. than their ancestors. Like, you can't look at the descendants of people who were enslaved and say, like, clearly you guys were enslaved because you have these it changed genetic your body. adaptations. Yeah. It's not like, um, like, we, we, we're getting in very touchy territory here, but. Oh, because households are de- very much an allegory. Yeah, absolutely. You know, for slavery we'll already. A lot. This movie is the racism movie of Harry Yeah, Potter. yeah, yeah. And we'll talk a lot about it. But I just, I don't know, Victoria. Like, I don't, I don't get the sense that there are elves in the wild. Which means I don't think there are a lot of them. Which is terrible. Well, think, you know, like, pure bloodlines are fading. Mm-hmm. And, and I don't think, I don't. I think that, like, house elves are definitely, like, a... I don't think the Weasleys will run a house elf. No. It feels like a rich family thing. It does. It is, it is... But the school is supposed to have house elves. Yeah, I don't know. And they don't get paid. Like, they just... No. Who do they belong to? Like, how does that work? They belong work? to the school? Do they just so... They work until they die, and then, like, they... How do you get new house elves? Are you breeding house elves? Are letting them breed on their own and just I taking just, their babies from them? Like, how does this I work? I know that's I awful. Know. It's just all terrible. No wonder Hermione is just so yeah, like, like I'm, I'm ridiculously honestly, upset. legitimately depressed that there is no spew in these yeah, movies. Yeah, for sure. For those of you who've never read the books, uh, after after this one, Hermione uh, begins a crusade for the protection of Elvish warfare, mm-hmm. which which is commendable yes and it's a big deal because it's like a movement forward in in wizard culture mm-hmm. hmm i just i don't know it's really hard victoria it's always so sad to me when she tries to uh because spew of course don't exist in the movie so i guess I'll talk about it yeah we might but, as well um, when she starts making clothes to leave for the house elves and to free the house elves there at the school. They don't want them. They don't want them. There's a, there's a, there's there's a picture so, of Dobby oh, wearing like he just 17 took them all. hats. He just took them all. They're all for me. No one yeah. else wanted them. No, they're so used to being like essentially I, uh, like a slave there at the school that they don't know anything else. Well, I, yeah. And, and I... And we'll, be don't want to be free i need to talk about well i mean hermione's not hermione doesn't own them so like them act like them picking up someone else's clothes doesn't count yeah dobby picks up harry's sock in one of these minutes like it's not it doesn't mean anything. even though it's harry's sock that sets him free it has to be given from like For, the i think owner. the owner to the slave yeah, yeah. In which case, like, what house has to be Dumbledore? And in which case, why did Dumbledore never, like, try? I don't know. I don't know. Mm. It's weird, Victoria. It's very weird. Well, like, you know, Winky becomes a drunk because she gets set free. Yeah, because she just can't handle it. She doesn't know what to do with herself. This is, what is her life now? It's awful. They don't know what to do with themselves afterwards. What do they do with themselves afterwards? I mean... Yeah. Like, there's no place for them in society. Like, Dobby goes to Hogwarts because there's other house elves there. And Dumbledore gives him a job. 
like a legit job. Like, doesn't he pay him? Yeah. yeah. He's the only house elf that gets... Well, no, I think Winky gets paid and she uses it to buy alcohol. Alcohol. <laughs> and <laughs> people already do that, Winky. Yeah. <laughs> you, you, you work so you have money for alcohol to drown your sorrow. It's it's awful. It's awful. <laughs> Poor Winky. No, you guys at home, those of you at home who've never read the books, I implore you, you to read the books. Who Winky is? Join us on the Quibbler in like two years when we start talking about Winky and Goblet of Fire. We'll we'll touch on it, but like we'll get into her. You know, when I th- I think when we get into the later books and we're doing the chapters on our uh, Patreon edition, we're gonna have so much to talk about. Cause there's a lot. Like the deeper into these movies we get, the more that's cut. Yes. Mm-hmm. Because you can't do everything, you know? Chris Columbus in the commentary mentioned that they thought about cutting Sorcerer's Stone into two parts. Oh my goodness. They talked about that from the beginning. Because he wanted to be as faithful to the book as possible. Wow. And so the first movie, the first part, Harry Potter and the Sorcerer's Stone Part 1, would have ended after the Quidditch match. Oh my goodness. All right. Isn't that interesting? That's very interesting. Like, geez, at this point, I might as well make all of them two-parter movie. Then you would have, like, friggin' 14 you can't, movies. You just, you just, you can't, you've, they have to put the movies out quick enough that the kids don't outgrow their roles. Yeah, exactly. And, like, if you cut it at the Quidditch match, like, it's not gonna feel like a movie. No. It would, be, it would feel kind of weird. What's the arc? Yeah, yeah, it's weird. I mean, you could you could make that like the victory of that part of the movie, but like, I think you just have to restructure the. I think the Quidditch match would have to be a lot more important. That'd be yeah, put some I more just, weight yeah. to it. Yeah, and then what do you do with this one? Where do you cut this one in half? Because this one's the, the longest one. The Chamber of Secrets has been opened. Oh. Enemies of the Air beware. Enemies of the dun, Air dun, beware. Dun. And then we'll come back. We'll come back with the next one. Yeah, I guess. <laughs> I think that's where you do it. Yeah, because if you do it, like, her body will lie in the chamber forever, that's way too late. Yeah. So I don't know. Like, I just, I don't know. Um, so, so Harry asks, who are you? And he's Dobby the house elf. And Harry says, no offense, but this isn't a good time for me to have a house elf in my bedroom. I'm not trying to be rude. Not trying to be rude or anything, but, like, you gotta go. You can't, you're just, this isn't. This is a bad time. This is a bad time. This is look on his face. He says, "Who are who are you? Like, like really? This is um, this is really good work from from Dan because like he is acting against a tennis ball. Yeah, and this is only his second movie. Yeah, yeah. Um, good job. (laughs) He's definitely so much older. Like you can tell. Like watching the movies back to back, his Mm -hmm. voice is so So much different. Yeah, yeah. It's really, it's really adorable. I'm just like, whoa! (laughs) Oh, you're growing up." Like puberty punched you in the throat. <laughs> in the throat, okay. And gave him a deeper voice. It's nice save. Yeah. Well, you know, <laughs> I was hoping the throat like was was enough, but sure. I thought I had to, you know, clarify. I understand. <laughs> Girls don't have to worry about that. Yeah. Is is it as is it uh, when your voice changes? Is it as awkward as the movies and television yes. make it? See? Yeah. <laughs> yes, because because it happens in bits. It's not just like one day. No, you don't wake up and suddenly your boom voice is done. Deeper. No, no. First, your voice cracks. You'll be talking normal, and all of a sudden, something like. And it's it's just like um, 
I can't even like it's hard to talk, like to explain how it happens. It's it's one of those like you know when you're sick or sometimes like when you've got something in your throat and you say something and your voice kind of wheezes a little bit. It's kind of like it's kind of like that. Or like you know when you yawn and you try to say something when you yawn but your voice is like it's because like the the I don't yeah, know yeah, the, like the, things- the, the space in your throat or like the way your voice box is like vibrate like I don't know there's just something like like it's it's a weird physical reaction that mm-hmm. happens when mm-hmm. you're speaking and you can't so like it there's just a really sharp up and down sometimes and uh it took a couple years for my voice to change it takes that long mm-hmm. no way I think I think between seventh and eighth grade my voice changed mm-hmm. but it feels like it takes forever for it to finally be done yeah yeah it's like a process you know how funny because that is definitely not something girls really have to deal with. No. At least, I mean, it's more of a gradual thing as opposed to this thing that they always portray in in media of this, like, uh, you know, their voice kind of, like, doing this media, whole thing. I think that movies and TV shows, exaggerated, like, they definitely of course, exaggerate of course. it. But no, like, when you were that age, like, I can tell you as a, like, 14, 15-year-old boy when my voice was changing... It is so embarrassing <laughs> because you can't control it. it just, yeah, it like, just happens. Happens. So you're having a conversation, a perfectly normal conversation, and then all of a sudden, like, it's just, <laughs> oh god, like why, why? And then usually everyone's it's like so starts laughing and or you know, pointed I don't know, out. You know, or... at that age, when you're, especially like in middle school with a bunch of other middle schoolers, like every like a lot it's of kids to a lot are going of guys. through it, and so you just sort of like. You just take it in stride. <laughs> I don't remember it being like a huge deal, right? For but but I do remember, especially when it first started happening, it was embarrassing. Well, I can imagine you being at home because you have all sisters. You're the only boy. Yeah. That it was like, oh. Well, the the younger sisters are 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 so much younger than me mm-hmm. that I don't think they remember. Ah. Because like, you know, when I was fifteen. Like, Morgan, for Morgan would have noticed, because she's, like, a year younger than me. But then, like, Alexa would have been seven. Oh, wow. So I don't think, like, she might have noticed it, but she it wasn't, like, a huge deal. And then the younger, tw- the twins were five, so. Even younger. Yeah. I don't think any any of them would remember what it was like when my voice was changing. Right? When you had the, the little voice. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. <laughs> uh, I How used funny. to get, uh, Do people we used hear... to think that I was my mom on the telephone. Oh, funny. Yeah. Well, I still get, I still get, people still call me ma'am on the phone sometimes uh, at the, when I work, when I'm at work and I pick up the phone. I, I, as I always feel self-conscious about my voice because I always think it sounds masculine mm. and Ricky always like, no, no, no. And I've been like, people have told me no, no, no. But to me, like in my ears, it sounds always okay. very weird. Um, and I remember, oh, this it's is funny. so terrible. I think the two of us are in like a very similar range. Right, I don't know. Yeah, sometimes when I hear us talking on the on, like when you play it back, I'm all like, we sound very similar. It is kind of like weird to me. I can pick it us, I can pick us out, but only because we have different like inflections. Yeah, absolutely. Other like things like that. Um, I remember in this. Oh God, this was this was the only like thing that was embarrassing about my voice was one time I called into when you used to have to call into a radio. Okay. To request a song. Okay. I requested a song. Then I can just tweet. Yeah, yeah. I request. I requested a song, and the DJs laughed at me because they thought I was a guy requesting this song because the song title is very questionable. Ooh, sorry. 
the sound title is very questionable, and having a guy say this title, like, I could imagine why you would laugh. Uh-huh. But I'm not a guy. It was just like, what? And then I had to explain that, like, no, I just, like, I think it's great. And, What's and the song? The name of the song is I Like Little Girls. Yeah, okay. Yeah, see, so, like, if you thought I was a guy, I'm like, can you play I Like Little Girls? No. That sounds weird. That sounds weird. That's not okay. But that's the name of the song. Who's that song by? I don't even remember. Well, but nah, it's a it's a rock song. It was like how horrendous this song is. It was on like a it was on ninety one X that I was trying to. That's a local rock station here in San Diego. Uh, but they laughed. They they're like <laughs> they're like like what? Oh, I, do you mean there? Okay, there's a song called. Oh my god, there's a song called Little Girls, and then a song called I Love Little Girls. They're both they both come up as Oingo Boingo. Yeah, yeah. Oh man, Oingo Boingo. Hey man, alright. Hey, I they love- have, um, <laughs> uh Isn't Dead Man's Party Oingo Boingo? I b- believe so. Now I have to look that up before. Now I have to look that up. Put that out there. Yeah. Yeah, Dead Man's Party's Oingo Boingo. But, yes, I could imagine being being a guy and asking that would probably sound well, very strange. there are a bunch strange. of guys that played that song, so... And there's a bunch of guys who just sing that song. Uh, but That's I like that strange. song. I like that song. Uh, I had to clarify that I am indeed female and just like the song. <laughs> <laughs> I like little girls? <laughs> Okay. I love right. little girls. There you go. Yeah. Like, that's it's the name of the song. I didn't right. na- I didn't name the song. You're right. I didn't name the song. Uh there's lots of questionable songs out there that have questionable songs. Oh, yeah. titles. Okay. Oh, yeah. All right. So so Harry Harry. So we'll says, have to no- we'll have to notice if Harry does Harry's voice crack at all. Ooh, we'll really have to listen for it. Because I mean it's deeper I have not now. Noticed it, and I think between um and I didn't I think between like filming shots and then filming uh adr yeah they probably took any of the i think they cut any instance of his voice cracking like i don't think they would leave that in the take just the nature of like the way you make movies right right possible version of Of course i don't think you're gonna leave his voice cracking even if he is supposed to be a 14 even if it is believable 13 year old 12 year old he turns 12 12 in this movie yeah jesus christ he doesn't look 12 no he looks a little (laughs) older than that he looks like 13 that's okay it happens it does happen movies and whatnot i mean how many 30 year olds you got playing high schoolers we'll get to that (laughs) (laughs) um i want to talk a little bit about harry's bedroom like he's got his hogwarts tie on his his tie i have a little cork i have a little cork board just like that and a little he has like a little pennant yeah he's got a, a a gryffindor patch that's like on his closet door uh in his closet you can see his quidditch robes the the red and yellow or the red and gold quidditch robe um, you can see his scarf. He's got his trunk in the in one corner. You can see his tie, like all the Gryffindor stuff in his room. He's he's representing. He's got that. Uh, he's got that he's house got that spirit. Pride. Yeah. Um, <laughs> there's a there's a little drawing that I want to talk about, but we're not going to see it till next week, I think. Oh. Yeah. The one that's on his closet. Yeah. There's one in his closet door. We'll get to it. Um. So Harry tells Dobby like it's not the best time to have a house off my bedroom, and Dobby says like, oh. Like, Dobby understands, sir. It's just, he's got, like, you've, he's like, it's it's difficult to say. He's got something to tell Harry, but he doesn't but know how to say it. It's very hard to say, yeah. He's like, I just, he, well, do you think that, like, when he says it's difficult to say, do you think that Dobby 
literally can't say. Like, Dobby maybe, like, physically cannot say the words. Like, magically or whatever. Lucius Malfoy wants to open the Chamber of Secrets or, like, yeah, yeah. something to that effect. Like, like he can't speak ill of his... We, we know, we'll find out tomorrow. He can't speak ill of his family. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I, I really want to talk about, like, the magical binding of a house elf. Because I don't know if we really know what the parameters of his enslavement is. Or what a house elf's enslavement is. Yeah. I don't know. So he's like, he's like trying to, he, and he's like, I just, you know, it's, it's difficult to say. And like, I think that, I think that means that like, he, he has to dance, or, like he has to dance around He has to this. like beat around the bush. Yeah. <laughs> like, do you, th- maybe he's like magically. Being prevented. Yeah. Yes. There's a podcast I like called The Adventure Zone that I think I've talked about on other shows that we've done. And it's a, like, Dungeons & Dragons podcast, but the characters have built in a mechanic that uh, stuff has been wiped from people's memories. Like, there's this device that can wipe the populace, like, wipe stuff from their mind. And so someone who's inoculated can know about this, like, forbidden information, but if they talk about it to someone who doesn't, who isn't inoculated who has had it wiped from their mind, then any of that phrase comes off as, like, static. And so when, when they have to, like, convey information that is forbidden information, they have to tell... They have to, like, beat around the bush very heavily. Like, I can't say these words. Like, I can't say Lucius Malfoy has a horcrux. Yeah. <laughs> Can't just spell it. You can't just spell it out for him. Uh huh. So he says Harry Potter must not go back to school. Yeah, like indirect, like indirect way of keeping him away from the situation. Yeah, but like I don't know. Like, do we know? We we don't. All of this is going to be speculation. We don't know what the parameters of how self servitude is. Yeah. But I could I could believe maybe that he like magically cannot speak ill of his family. And I think that, like, even conveying the truth of what is going to happen this year Mm -hmm. violates that parameter. And that's what... Yeah, no, no, no. I understand. We'll get more into this tomorrow. So Harry Harry asks... Harry asks... Dobby to sit. Why don't you take a seat? And Dobby loses his mind. Like, (gasps) oh my god! He asked me to sit down. Nobody has ever asked Dobby... Yeah. To take a seat. Like an equal. It's so... He sobs, Victoria. (laughs) It's so... (laughs) He's like wailing. They show his face and it's just so ugly. Let me tell you. I know what the picture for this minute is. It's going to be that that face. It's going to be wailing Dobby. Wailing Dobby face. It has to. Is the ugliest crying face. I made the joke that like he gives Tommy McGuire a run for his money. As like the ugly, <laughs> as the ugliest crying face like ever. Because look at this. Ugh. You're right. Yeah. Oh man, it is so dramatic. Tommy McGuire is close second though. <laughs> I hear you. That's hilarious. <laughs> Poor Toby. I just recently watched the first Spider-Man movie again and he has that crying scene over like his uncle Ben and it's just I just can't help but laugh because it's just the worst crying face. It's pretty terrible. So bad. So, so, but Dobby, so Dobby says like... You see his face, oh. You know, 
And you do see tears on his face. He's like, no he one is has crying. ever asked Dobby to sit down before. Like I've heard of Harry Potter's greatness, but I had no idea just how like selfless this guy is. Like, like, like Harry is such a pure, kind soul. Well, Harry's but for no- Peter, it doesn't even real like for 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 uh, for Harry, he doesn't even realize he sees Dobby as an equal. Is just like okay, you're talking to me like you're a sentient creature. You, I'm gonna treat you, you like you're an intelligent, sentient creature. Obviously, must come from the magical world because I've never seen something like you before. Right, right. You've you gotta... are speaking to me. You are wearing clothing. Somewhat, Not the f- sort of, kind of. But like you know, you're obviously intelligent enough to convey. Harry doesn't see himself you know. as superior to anyone, no, no, which I think is is really hugely important to his character, especially because he is considered a hero within the magical world he's famous he's the boy who lived but he's not above anyone he doesn't like we talked about this last year like he's just harry just harry and so when this thing shows up in his room he's going to treat it like he would anyone else Mm -hmm. um and dobby does not understand or does not cannot fathom no one has ever been nice to dobby yeah yeah I mean, think about who he's around. Like the Malfoys, he probably remembers Bellatrix, right? Like, I doubt the Tonkses are off the chart. Like they're distant re- relatives, but they're like wiped from the Black family tree. So I don't know. We don't know how long he's been part of the Malfoy family. We know that he saw the fall, but like, he, Lucius is a Death Eater. Like, what do you want to? What do you want? So, uh. Sobbing Dobby. Yeah. Wailing. Ball, bawling Dobby. Moaning and wailing. I was trying to think, like, what could be, like, alliteration, like, what D would be able to work, and I, I can't think of anything. Because the D that Depressing like... Dobby. Uh, I wouldn't say he's depressed. No, it's not depressed. It's howling house elf. <laughs> there you go. There we go. We tried. Close Mischief enough. managed. <laughs> Uh, come back tomorrow, everybody, for Minute 5. Mission.